Welcome to The Application, the go-to, how-to podcast for higher education marketers. I'm your host, Allison Tercio, Assistant Vice President of Enrollment and Marketing at Siena College. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, this podcast is packed with practical tips and actionable advice to help you elevate your marketing game. In each snackable episode, we bring in experts to share their insights and experience on the topics that matter most to you. Got a question or idea you'd like us to cover? Email team at enrollify.org or reach out to me on Twitter or LinkedIn. The application is part of the Enrollify Podcast Network. And if you like this show, you'll definitely want to check out our other higher ed focused podcasts on admissions, tech, marketing, and more. They're packed with stories, ideas, and tools to help you be the best in your field. All right, it's time for the show. Today, we have one of my favorite topics on our agenda, creating emotionally impactful content. Joining us is, I'm going to say this, John, I, I think on this, you're a visionary. Because okay. I see a lot, I have John Azoni on here with me, and he has a podcast himself that we'll tell you about later. And he talks a lot about emotional connection, and it's one of my favorite topics. So John specializes in content creation and video production for colleges, universities, and nonprofits. He's the founder of Unveiled, a company that's disrupting the content landscape by automating video storytelling for education institutions. Welcome, John. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. I'm a big fan of yours. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And if anyone hasn't already listened, I've been on John's podcast. We have sort of an exchange going on here. It's almost like a part one, part two. It's really cool. So one of the things that came out of my doctoral dissertation research was this power of emotional connection. I had done some deep dive research qualitative research on the college decision process from the point of view of students. And my findings was really focused on its emotion that's driving decision-making when it comes to choosing a college. So we get at all that rational stuff a lot. And there's a lot of research out there on rational decision factors, you know, the cost doesn't have my major. And those things are true too. But when it comes down to it, it's the emotion that really is what influences that decision. So I'm really excited to talk about emotional connection today. So let's dive in. We, This is something I do think we talk a lot about in higher ed, creating an emotional connection. But what does that mean to you when I say that, John? Yeah, an emotional connection, I think it's really the difference between like showing versus telling. I think so. I think like in the higher ed sense, when I went to college as a 18 year old, I remember, you know, touring schools with my parents. We went to one in Chicago, we went to one in uh, Baltimore. And I remember both times it was like when I left Chicago to go home, I was like, I'm going to that school because it was like the environment, the city, like it was cool. There's like the ocean or not the ocean, the Great Lakes right there. And it it would just felt like the emotions, like it just felt like I can see myself here. And I would love to learn with these people. And then when I went to Baltimore, same thing, it was just different weather patterns there. It was like, (laughs) a lot. it was warmer a lot more often in the year than it would be in Chicago. So again, like, 
really like emotions were driving my decision about where I wanted to live and see myself going to school and who I wanted to learn from. And it really wasn't, I don't remember ever seeing like any stats on, you know, graduation rates and job rates after afterwards and stuff like that. It was pretty much purely an emotional uh, decision. So I think we just need to remember that when we're creating content that information is super important. But if we're all information all the time, that's really just telling people it's pitching to prospective students. Here's why you should come to our school. And they need that. But like the primary decision maker driving any kind of purchase, higher ed or not, is emotions. Yeah, it's funny if you ask students. So today when we're recording this, it happens to be freshman move-in day at Santa College. And I've talked to a few students already this morning and I've asked them, you know, how did you choose Santa? What made you? And they, what's the answer people hear? Well, I just felt it. I just got a feeling. I came to open house. I came to accepted student day and I just got that feeling. And a lot of times it comes through that visit piece, right? But I think we need to find ways to drive emotional connection outside of the visit. We all know how important visit is to making our goals, but it's going to be harder and harder to do that, to get enough students to visit to make the classes you're trying to make. So we have to find ways that are maybe not even in person to make that emotional connection with students. We just have to. Yeah, I've done a lot of videos on like student talking to students and alumni success stories. I don't think I've I can remember one any any one where they were their decision to go to that school was based on like statistics or the job rate afterwards and stuff. Again, all of that is important. But the things that I hear are like, I felt like such and such school like understood me, like my position in life, you know, maybe they're going back to school and they have kids and stuff like that. So they're an adult learner. I felt like they understood my schedule and dynamics of my home and how education fits into that. And, you know, same thing, like undergraduate programs, when when I talk to like, you know, people are talking about coming to the campus as a freshman. It's a lot of that. I just felt that. I just felt it. It, ju- it just like they just sold me with the people, with the, you know, with the culture. It's all emotional. It really is. And how can this emotional connection we're talking about actually translate into a tangible result for colleges and universities? Yeah, I mean, first off, it's not like by putting out one blog post that tells a story is going to be a silver bullet or, or one video like, oh, we did this and then nobody read it or commented that I mean, this must not work. Um, it really takes a consistent cadence of content that people find valuable. And that's just content creation in general. But I can tell you two examples where this produced tangible results. Number one, I work with a sco- uh, school here in Michigan called Walsh College. They're a business school. And they went through this interesting transition where when I started working with them, Uh, They had a big change in leadership, which was the catalyst for them getting like really specific about the students that they're marketing to, that they're trying to recruit. So they went from being kind of like all things to all people to really zeroing in on the right student. And then they went from like content that was more benefits driven, like stats and facts and things to in a more aspirational driven message. Like, here's what your life could look like with a Welsh degree kind of thing. And out of that place newly found clarity, you know, and things like that, they were able to create content that spoke to those emotional aspects. And in one particular case, we made a commercial, it's all about Walsh degree, help you can help you like achieve your aspirations in life and help you level up in your job. And you don't have to like give up your whole life to, to, 
to do that, you know, put your life on hold. And so anyway, they did this campaign with with all this content and their uh, enrollment increased almost like over 40%, like in a really short period of time, just by like really getting specific and then about who they're talking to, and then talking to those people's emotions. So I thought, you know, that's cool. I, you know, outside of higher ed, I've seen this happen in work that I've done on my previous roles at a creative, as a creative director, a production company, we worked with a food service company here in Michigan, and they do like workplace food, you know, like gourmet, like onsite chef, and then like, marketplaces like pantries and things like that that you can like check out at a kiosk the meat that the beef that they served the ceo was not happy with the suppliers they were sourcing from he just felt like every cut of beef just came out of the oven inconsistently sometimes it was more done sometimes it was less done it tasted different he's like we can't have that he literally with no ranching experience started a cattle ranch in Tallahassee, <laughs> in Tallahassee Florida and he's like we're just going to figure this out we're going to control the beef production and he hired some ranchers down there and they flew us down to go do this documentary because we were, we we're talking about pursuing excellence. And so there's one thing to say, pursue excellence. There's another thing to show them, look what we did in pursuit of excellence. We started a ranch, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so they, they took that story. They were pitching to win a contract with one of these big three automakers and they won because of this story. They beat out one other food service company that had had the contract for 25 years or something that kind of went into the pitch, like, we've got this in the bag, we don't even try, even have to try. <laughs> you know, they told the story of excellence. And that moved this client to be like, wow, like, I can't believe you did that. You know, just like speaking to those emotions and showing versus telling can be effective. You know, sometimes it's it's these one piece things or one strategy that that can really be it. Sometimes it's more of a long game. But it works. Yeah, we have a couple examples from Sienna that I can share. We actually tested a more rational kind of ad versus an emotional ad. And the emotional ad was really voiced by students saying what Sienna has meant to them. Very emotional. Every time I see it, I get chills from it. And it it had such a stronger performance, ad performance. So if you don't believe us, is my point, you can test it. What do you have? What do you have to lose? I mean, it's such a human thing to be desiring connection and have emotion involved in our consumer decisions. I think we don't recognize it all the time that we're doing it every day when we're making consumer decisions. Emotions are driving, driving those decisions. I don't. I mean, I certainly don't eat at McDonald's with logical health decisions in mind. <laughs> <laughs> but it's my favorite place to get a hamburger. And if I'm getting my kids a happy meal, I'm like, I'll find any reason to justify being like, all right, it's just convenient. Just I'll just get myself a whole meal here. <laughs> well, it happened again. Prospect Paul is excited about attending your institution but is getting constantly confused by all of the information and tasks he needs to complete to enroll, creating friction and even worse, melt. You knew this was gonna happen again, which is why you've been flagging the need for a come to Jesus meeting with leadership from marketing, admissions and IT to audit the digital experience for prospective students. Here's the problem. You're not gonna convince Mark from marketing to let go of his marketing automation software. Adriana from admissions just got set up with her new CRM, and Isabel from IT is still working through ticket requests from last Christmas. But what if you could come to the table with a solution that didn't require anyone to let go of their software 
while at the same time ensuring a frictionless experience for prospects and current students alike. Well, guess what? Today is your lucky day. Meet Pathify, an innovative higher ed engagement hub that puts students at the center of their college journey. Pathify sits at the center of your school's digital ecosystem, becoming the single user experience interface tying together all systems, content, and communications. Their engagement hub elevates the information that matters most and pushes symptoms like the SIS behind the scenes where they belong, making it simpler for students to discover and engage with the opportunities your institution provides at every step of their journey, from prospect to alumni. What's even better? Pathify has a mobile experience that provides 100% parity with the responsive web app, so your campus app is always in sync. Pathify is a platform that every stakeholder on campus, from marketing to admissions to student affairs to IT and more, can get equally excited about. Learn more about how Pathify is uniting strategic units across campus and bettering the entire student experience by visiting pathify.com. And be sure to tell them that Allison from the application sent you their way. And I bet without you even realizing it, those smells and those tastes bring you back even to your childhood because McDonald's hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. Every time you bite into a burger from McDonald's, it's the same as when you did it when you were 10 years old. So there's this connection that you might not even realize is happening. Yeah, totally. But it's a lot easier in some ways to talk about the factual things like you were just talking about, right? It's a lot easier to talk about our colleges and universities and just put out all those facts and those figures that we think will resonate with everybody. It's a lot harder, I think, to produce content that really strikes an emotional chord with your audience. So can you share some insights on how can we do this? Yeah, I think it's, I don't know that it's harder to create the content. I think it's a tougher sell, you know, to higher ups or stakeholders because they're like, we're spending all this money. We're making this one video, for example. This has to do everything. We want someone to watch this and then apply to our college, which is like, pretty ambitious. So they're like, well, we got to tell them everything they need to know about, you know, Siena College and why they should go here and all the benefits and stuff like that. So I think there's such a hesitancy to focus more on the emotions because the emotions aren't going to be a fact sheet from your website. There can be a fact sheet from your website, the actual program page that has the facts and the stuff that they would need to know once they've been inspired to go to that page. But I think, you know, it's, it's really, for me, like how you do it is in thinking about like, what is something other that we can talk about? What is it? What I call it arriving at the brand through the back door, the front door would be directly talking about the brand arriving at the brand through the back door would be like, let's go on a journey. Let's hear about some other facet of life. And you're going to get the sense that this is a positive experience with this brand, you're going to have a positive, you know, impacted positively with this brand by hearing this story. I worked with the university here in Michigan, very early in my video career, it was one of the first videos that I was like directing and I was like, ready, like, you know, just ready to go out of the gate. I was like, so excited to like, have the reins on this one. And we're talking this business school and we're having, we're sitting with these really prominent business leaders. And my thought was, and the, the client, they were said, we want to do something different. We, we want to like do the show me versus tell me thing. We want to show them. And so I'm asking questions to these business leaders 
like tell me about like what you think about this facet of business or like like give us some nuggets of wisdom about business that would you know that would lead someone to come here and the client kept interjecting with like why should someone come here what are specific reasons what's the exact experience they're going to get stuff like that and so there was this like tension of it's almost like we we couldn't end this engagement without having a whole explainer video about it. So basically the project just kind of went in that direction after that. And that's where I kind of started to feel like it can be a tough sell because we're, we're spending all this money to sit with someone. We want to get, we want to get their take, their pitch for why someone should come here. But arriving at the brand through the back door can look like sitting with a faculty member and just hearing them talk about something that they did that was influential. I talked to the University of Chicago Data Science Institute, did an interview with the guy that was one of the inventors of adaptive cruise control. So we just talked about adaptive cruise control, and AI and stuff like that. And we spent most of the time talking about that and not really about University of Chicago. But of course, if you're going to learn, you're going to learn from the guy that invented adaptive cruise control. That's pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that. Exa- I love that example. Because faculty have on all of our campuses there's experts like that and we can be putting them out there as experts on their topic they don't need to be necessarily out there as brand ambassadors of the college and that's what they're talking about they're naturally brand ambassadors because they're out there as experts yes absolutely so schools that i think that embrace that like it really i think when it comes down to like, okay, we're going to make a video, we want to do something more show me versus tell me more emotional impact. I really think that people should think what is something other than the direct thing that we can talk about that can we find a story that's about something else, a, a, a person that is going to share wisdom about something else, but related to the school. Obviously, we're not going to talk about something completely unrelated, and then just put the school's logo at the end. But just thinking about something other What's another journey that we can take them on? Yeah, you don't have to tell anybody in this video you're describing, you're going to get to learn from the creator of adaptive cruise control. That's obvious, right? So we're so tempted, I think, to spell those things out as sort of the facts or the slogans or, you know, the marketing message. We don't need to. We don't need every college, by the way, says things like our faculty are expert scholars. You know, everybody can say that. Everybody. Yeah, no, one's, no one's out there going, our faculty's fine, like good enough. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Everyone can say that. So I love this idea of letting the faculty show what an expert they are on their topic of expertise, not just another video with faculty talking about how much they like working at your university or college, something like that. Like just or how much they love working with students. Every faculty, people aren't faculty members and professors because they don't like students. They all like so these things that I think we often try to put into these videos are not sounding different than anyone else. But when you let them talk about their area of expertise, it's automatically going to sound different. Automatically. Differentiation, people approach, I think I see a lot of schools try to approach differentiation from a logical standpoint, which is where are we serving a different type of student or where are we giving them a different type of experience that they might not get other places? And that's a tough road. There are a lot of colleges and only a few kind of roads to that type of education that you can give somebody that's truly unique. I mean, I heard, I can't remember the school 
and I honestly can't remember the topic, but it was Matthew McConaughey that they brought in to completely develop this curriculum and teach a class on something marketing, something like that. That's logically different. I mean, if you got Matthew McConaughey teaching, talk about that, you know, <laughs> but like, but otherwise, you know, every school's got expert professors that care about students, housing, that's great. No one's living in the, the janitor's closet. You know, it's most of these schools are generally the same. So what it's hard to differentiate yourself that way. But it's, it's so much easier to just look for stories that have emotional appeal and just let those be the differentiators. Because, you know, when you tell a story about a student, they may have that that story in a similar way might exist somewhere else. Like, someone that's a single mom going back to work and getting their degree, but no one can claim that exact story and that person's exact emotions and experiences and the, uh, the, the example they passed on to their kids because of their efforts to get their degree, stuff like that. I mean, when someone watches that, it's a natural differentiator because they connect with that story. They feel those emotions and that sticks with them. The information, it, scientifically, people don't remember the information. They remember how you made them feel. And so if you can make them feel something, you're different. You're standing out among all the uh, schools. I mean, yes, it's impossible to retain all of the information that's coming at us. So that almost makes the argument for this emotional connection for itself. It's a lot, we're making a logical argument for why we should be focused on making emotional connections. Yes. It's a cost saver. If you have a, a limited budget, this is the way to go. Because, <laughs> yeah. you, you know, you're going to spend a ton of money creating content that's people don't care about. That's expensive. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about content, because I think a lot of colleges struggle with maintaining a steady stream of engaging video content let alone content that resonates emotionally. So can you shed some light on some common hurdles that people, especially at the college or university, are facing? And what can we do to overcome those barriers? Yeah, I, I'm really big on repurposing and thinking about every content creation effort as a opportunity to get like 20, 30 pieces of content out of it. One one blog article you can turn into different graphics, you know, quote, pull out quotes, pull out whatever. So that's in like a text-based kind of format, but you could turn a blog post into a podcast episode. You could turn that into a video. But if you're filming stories on like successful students and alumni, thinking about that from like, okay, we have this student sitting here for half an hour, an hour, we can ask them anything we want. Like what else can we ask them that may not be directly related to their specific testimonial, but what else, like they, they've experienced all kinds of other stuff. So we can use that as an example to do the emotional thing, but also do the informational thing. Like, tell me about scholarships, tell me about financial aid. And you can get little pieces of content like that, that really are well-rounded. So you've got the emotional, you've got the story, you can do cut downs of that story to do like a 30 and a 15 second. And then you can have, little clips on TikTok or whatever from this interview, just on financial aid, student housing, career development opportunities, that kind of thing. So really thinking about content creation as a batch effort, I think is, is what it boils down to. And who does this really well, this emotional connection? Who can we look to as a model for it, do you think? Yeah, I mean, a lot of schools, I think, do this really well. One, because I have a newsletter, I share different like 
kind of one-off videos. And one video that I've shared before is from University of Oregon. And it was it was a video because most people, most schools like top tier video, like on their YouTube page, when you go there and it's like at the very top, it's largely the same. I've, I swear, it, it seems like one production company made all of these videos. It starts with a drone shot. There's an emotional song. There's a poetic voice. You know, it's it's shots of the camp. It's the same There's a template. There's a template. There is a template. Yeah, almost like you just ran that through AI with some clips and just said, create this. But University of Oregon, I've always remembered this this video. I think it was called The Power of If. And it was this kind of inquisitive voiceover, like asking, like, what does if mean? Like, what if we lived our lives focusing on this idea of if? What if this? What if that? And something like that. But it, it was so much, it was a lot of like just down to earth footage and like people and people doing real things. It was like very authentic footage. And a lot of it was um, like user generated footage. It was, you know, students selfie videos at a, at a football game or something like that. You know, it was like little shots of the mascots, but it was all, it was, it was inspiring messaging. But what was more than that was it was just this texture of feeling that they created with all of these clips that when you watch it, you're like, oh my gosh, I want, I mean, I watched that. I was like, I want to go back to college and I want to go there, you know, just because I'm like, I want to be a part of that. I bet you anything when they started on this project, the question they were asking was, how do we want the people who see this to feel? And they were not asking, what do we want to say in this video? Yeah. And you can create feeling with more than just dialogue. And that's a great example of how just images and music can work together and let the audience fill in the gaps in their brain. You don't have to tell them you belong here. They're, they're going to be like, oh my gosh, that is my place. You know, I did a, when my oldest daughter turned one, I did a, a video of her and it was a montage of little clips and pictures and videos from her first year of life set to like music and things like that. And all the family cried. Everyone loved it. It was just, it's world famous in our family. Uh, <laughs> I bet. <laughs> when my now almost six-year-old was born, she, when she turned one, I did the same thing. But she had an interesting birth story where my wife started going into labor at the Apple store. <laughs> so we wanted to document that. And so we did, so we did the whole pictures and video thing with the music and it was all, you know, feel good stuff. But then we kind of went on this tangent of telling this story about the Apple store. And my sister-in-law said, I liked Ellie's video better, my oldest, because <laughs> it was just like, it was just tight music pictures. And it just kind of created a feeling. And like, sometimes like that's what people want to see. And also too, like when I watch my youngest video, Rylan, I watch it, we kind of fast forward through the story part, because <laughs> we're like, we just want to see the pictures and we get the feeling. It's just, that's the stuff that makes us go, oh, this precious child. You know, that's that's such a funny story to use because storytelling is often a mechanism that helps us with the emotional connection. But in in this sense, it sort of deterred the emotional connection. Yeah, I think it's an interesting dichotomy there because I do most of my, you know, talking and teaching about how storytelling, yeah, connects people emotionally. But there are there are times and I think this is great. This University of Oregon video is a, it's a great example of that where it really I mean it is the voiceover that kind of really draws you in but what really got me was just that texture of feeling of music and uh, a montage of clips and I think any school can do that you know you don't have to have a commercial video crew come out and do this storyboarded thing like you can you could make what Oregon made I think with maybe maybe with stuff you already have
I have one more question before we wrap up. So for people who I know are really eager now after listening to us, we've convinced them. I'm convinced we've convinced them that it's important to dive into this world of emotional connection and impactful storytelling. What would you say is the very first action they should take to get started on creating content that truly resonates emotionally? Because we might be asking them to change their approach entirely (laughs) through this conversation. So what's the one little first step? So maybe it doesn't feel as overwhelming. Find stories, build some sort of a story pipeline. And maybe it's not, maybe it's not literal stories. Maybe it's a faculty member that has done something cool or is working currently on a research project that's really interesting. Look for areas of interest that uh, might not be obvious to people on campus. Get out of your office, talk to people, talk to students, talk to faculty department heads, you need to create this story pipeline. The one way that you do that is by is by enlisting the help of other, you know, faculty and staff who are on the, you know, boots on the ground with these students and with these alumni. Um, but they don't know what you need. You know, they, they don't know what the marketing team needs. They think the marketing team wants someone to say, I like the school, rah, rah, five stars. And so when, and I've just, I've experienced that so many times with schools when we go, because we do a storytelling subscription with them. And a lot of times when we start, that's the first time that they're really making a concerted effort to get stories. And sometimes the stories that start rolling in are these, I had a great, I always wanted to be this thing. I went to the school for this thing and now I've got a job doing this thing and I liked it. And which is fine. But when you build a story pipeline where the storytelling process is not always about creating the thing. Sometimes it's about finding the things to create. And I think when you find stories that just give you chills, you're gonna just you're just gonna naturally figure out ways to tell that and repurpose that and, and spread the word. So I really think it it just starts with finding ways to get people to submit their own stories so that you have plenty of options to be inspired from, and then you can just choose the best ones. I love that. You got to go out and get them though. You can't just sit back and wait for them to come to you. Great advice. John, tell everyone how to find you. Yeah, I'm on, my main thing is LinkedIn. If you're searching my name, it's J-O-H-N and then in the last name is A-Z-O-N-I. I do have a podcast. <laughs> I should know this stuff. My podcast is called Higher Ed Storytelling University. And we talk all about helping, you know, hi- higher ed marketers tell better stories, create more emotional content uh, and enroll more students. Also have a newsletter um, that you can sign up for on my website, unveiled.tv slash newsletter. Unveiled is spelled U-N-V-E-I-L-D. I was telling you, I was telling Allison, I was telling you before that it's spelled wrong because because someone in Michigan already had that business name. So people wonder why is it why where's the E? <laughs> I just thought you were trying to be cute. Yeah. Know. Well, I just I own the cuteness now. I'm just yeah. like, I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be different. I'm not gonna spell it right. <laughs> well, it is definitely different. You've done that. Th- yeah. Thanks so much for joining me, John. I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, this was so fun. Thanks so much for having me. I'm a big fan of yours. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> to our listeners, thanks for tuning in to another episode. Remember, every journey begins with that one single step. John gave some really great advice on what that first step should be. Stay tuned and subscribe for more episodes filled with valuable strategies and advice from experts like John. Hey, all Zach here from Enrollify. If you like this podcast, chances are you'll like other Enrollify shows too. 
Our podcast network is growing by the month, and we've got a plethora of marketing, admissions, and higher ed technology shows that are jam-packed with stories, ideas, and frameworks that are all designed to empower you to become a better higher ed professional. Our shows feature a selection of the industry's best as your hosts. Learn from Mickey Baines, Jeremy Tears, Jamie Hunt, Jamie Gleason, and many, many more. You can learn more about the Enrollify Podcast Network at podcasts.enrollify.org. Our shows help higher ed marketers and admissions professionals find their next big idea. Find yours at podcasts.enrollify.org.